0: Hello and welcome to The Recovery Club or welcome back. I'm your podcast host Emily and I am so excited to be recording this episode and the reason why I kind of haven't been posting as much is because I've had a uni exams. So now these exams have been so just so annoying. I'm a first year uni student. I do psychology in Manchester and I... I basically, like, didn't go to any of my lectures, right, so now I have to revise everything for my exams, but they're over with, it was stressful, so that's kind of been why, that's why, like, I haven't been posting so much, but I just kind of wanted to give some life updates, so what am I doing, so I'm back in uni, um, I'm in Manchester, and I've just been revising, but also I've been, um, I'm back in therapy, now, I discharged myself from therapy, like, last March because I didn't like the, like, the treatment. I didn't like how they were trying to help me because they were weighing me and it was compulsory and I didn't want to be weighed and I didn't think it was helpful. So I gave up, not gave up, I discharged myself from therapy last March and my anxiety is really bad and my anxiety is one issue in my life that, like, I haven't been able to resolve yet or recover or like recover from or overcome i have very bad like health anxiety and so i reached out to um to get help and it wasn't very easy because i had a lot of um i had a lot of like reasons why i didn't want to reach out for help that like were very rational reasons if that might not rational but like I've overcome them now obviously because I've managed to get help but like I was scared to get help because I was scared it would mean that I wasn't getting better um, because I'd made so much progress and then without therapy and then I'm going back to therapy but also it felt almost like it felt like because now I am like in recovery and I'm doing really well in recovery and I've weight restored everyone around me has this idea that I am um better and i still struggle i still struggle a lot just like any other human and i th- i was scared that going back to therapy would give people a reason to worry or that i would be burdening people again which isn't the case at all because i wouldn't think that about anyone else and i think that's something why well that's the reason why i put off for so long is because i was scared that people and this sounds really silly but i was scared that people would um. Sounds weird, but almost take a look at my history, or take a look at my medical records, or my like CAMs records, or my therapy records, whatever, and think that oh, like I'm so much better now because a lot of the issues I used to go to therapy for I have are no longer significant in my life, if that makes sense. So like my eating disorder is no longer controlling me. Um, My depression, I don't have any suicidal thoughts anymore, but I still struggle in other ways, like my eating disorder, I still love the mental um, challenge of that, but then I've just been really struggling with my anxiety, and I kind of, in my head, told myself that that wasn't a valid enough reason to reach out, and that's not the case, and I think it's so important to reach out, no matter how far you are in your journey and I think one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of people, including myself, feel guilty for reaching out for help whilst in recovery because you're not at your worst, right? And I think we all have this nature, that we all have this want to, or we all have this idea that we have to be at our worst, our very worst, to be deserving of help or to get better, recover, gain weight again, and it's not true and I think that something that needs to be more normalized is just it's okay to want help, it's okay to struggle and it's okay to ask for help even in your recovery journey or even when you're not at your lowest weight or when you're not doing all your behaviors. You know, I don't calorie count, I don't restrict, I don't, e- I don't engage in any eating disorder behaviors whatsoever anymore. However, I still have the thoughts and I thought in my head that that meant I think I had a belief that if I wasn't at my worst then I didn't deserve help but I've come to learn that that's not true and that everyone is deserving of help and that even if like what like my thoughts genuinely had no beneficial purpose for me and this is something I'm going to talk about in today's episode I realized that a lot of my well, my whole life, my thoughts, my actions, my beliefs, my experiences, they were all based on my mental illnesses and my sadness and how much I hated myself. And, you know, I was always talking about myself so negatively and always telling myself that I'm a failure and that I don't deserve to recover and I'm not sick enough. And we have a lot of ju- like judgments towards ourselves and we, we often tend to talk very negatively about ourselves and hold very negative opinions about ourselves. And a lot of our core beliefs are very much negative and we have it seems to be that we have like a bias towards negative opinions and actually something that is very useful and effective in recovery that's often overlooked is mindset and how actually the way we talk about ourselves our beliefs our judgments our um, like our perception of ourselves our bodies and our lives and in today's episode I'm going to be talking about how mindset really is everything, how you can talk yourself into recovery, talk yourself out of an eating disorder because this is something I've definitely used that has been the most like mindset changing thing because often in recovery, I have felt like I know what to do physically. I know I need to eat more. I know I need to challenge myself and eat fear foods and stuff like that. But how do I mentally get better? Because a lot of the time, no one fucking knows. <laughs> like no one really knows, and it's because no one really tells us how to challenge our eating disorders mentally. Because it's not just um, eating more. Recovery isn't just eating. It's about challenging your mental beliefs your core beliefs it's about like uncovering traumas and experiences and and judgments about yourself that have been holding you back or making you need a coping mechanism such as restricting or um binging or and that's why people find comfort in their eating disorders it's because often our eating disorders are manifestations of our trauma of our um of our pain and of our shame about ourselves as we naturally are i think one thing that a lot of eating disorders people or people a lot of people with eating disorders share is a common like core belief that you are not good enough just as you are and now the reason why i think that applies to almost everyone with an eating disorder is the belief that People with, say for example, let's just do specifically anorexia. People with anorexia or restrictive eating disorders, um, a very common belief is that you are not good enough the weight you are. You have to lose weight and you are not good enough until you're this way and you're not sick enough until you're this way and it's constantly, the eating disorder is constantly telling you what you're not and now this core belief is... So, we don't even, re- the thing is with core beliefs is, I believe that they are, um, they are, or like, to, exp- they're, like, almost the explanation for every behavior I observe myself doing. Or, like, every time I do something or think something, I'm like, well, that's because I have this core belief. Like, whenever I think that I need to lose weight. I tell myself, oh, it's because I don't think I'm good enough the weight I am. That's one of my core beliefs. Every single, like, thought you have or, like, every, um, it might, every thought you have or every judgment you have about yourself always stems from something else, always comes from a deeper thing like a deeper phenomenon like a core belief and a lot of the time like I'll just give some examples if you don't think you're sick enough it's because you don't feel like you're valid one of your core beliefs is you don't feel like you are valid you don't feel like you're deserving of help of love of um food like the most fundamental thing is like food water and oxygen it's like you can't live without those three things and yet you've there is something so um like deep deeply embedded in you like this core belief that makes you feel like you don't even deserve to eat that is something that is powerful and I don't think we realize that you know I think so often we focus on the behaviors and the thoughts that we have you know we focus on oh how to stop calorie counting or like Um, we, you know, everyone knows, well, not everyone knows, but, like, a lot of people have eaten, so calorie count, and, you know, we talk, we talk about how to calorie count, and why we calorie count, uh, we, no, sorry, we talk about calorie counting, but we don't talk about, like, why, and I think a lot of people, you know, it's very easy to just say, stop, just stop doing it, and do this trick, and do this trick, and, um, I've said it before, like, sabotage the mental mass, that's how you stop calorie counting, things like that, but I think there is something so necessary in recovering from an eating disorder in like discovering why you feel the need to act on certain behaviors that are very detrimental uncovering your core beliefs or trauma that you've had you know for example a lot of our core beliefs so for example you might feel like you're you need to lose weight because your core belief is you don't feel like you're good enough as you are, that might stem from a childhood experience or just a general experience you've had in your life. So, um, for me, I'm just going to say it personally, I struggled with um, invalidation. I never believed that my feelings were valid or my illness was valid. And that's because my core belief was that I don't think I'm equal to anyone else I don't think that I think that I'm less than everyone else and I don't believe that um I it matters as much for me as it does for other people and so like I can identify that that's my core belief but then like I know that that's from my childhood that's from when I was a child and being invalidated my feelings are invalidated quite a lot and so I grew up to develop this core belief that I'm never gonna be valid, and what I say doesn't matter, and what I do, like, and it's just, I think one thing that's so crucial in recovery is understanding, is, like, asking yourself why you feel the need to do a certain behavior, or, like, try and identify core beliefs, or, like, specific, um, specific things that, like, traumas or events you've had in your life, there will always be something, like, every time you get a thought or a behavior ask yourself like why like say for example you feel um embarrassed in your body you don't like your body ask yourself why you don't like your body like you can do this journal work you can do this in the recovery journal okay i've done a lot of this in the recovery journal which is my book and you can get it 15% off um with the code healing era 15 and it is in the link in the description link in my instagram bio um i genuinely think that like i've put my all into this book and i think that it will really be beneficial to you because um it's like if you like this podcast i think you'll like the book because it's almost like a more detailed and um like interactive version of the podcast so you write in it and but you it's yeah anyway you can go and check it out if you Okay, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is how how you talk to yourself really matters, okay? Now, what I mean by this is our, like, self-talk is very powerful. So the way we talk about ourselves is very, very powerful because it influences our mood and how we feel, our emotions, and then that is kind of what directly um, influences our behaviours and our actions. And so... A lot of the time, if we are telling ourselves that we're not sick enough, that we are not thin enough, that we haven't lost enough weight, if we are telling ourselves that we are not something, we are then going to act upon that because we are, our behaviour is goal-directed. If we don't think that we have reached a goal of skinniness or of losing a certain weight or of being, um, doing the, uh, whatever it is, um, we are then going to want to act upon that. Um, Act upon behaviors because we want to reach that goal. We want to not feel so shit about ourselves And we think that we often believe that we're not good enough until we achieve certain goals such as lose a certain amount of weight or be a certain size or whatever it is and It's because it all starts With the way we talk about ourselves the way we talk to ourselves Constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough is then going to create behaviors that it's 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 just a dangerous cycle and I think that once you're aware of the way you're talking to yourself like I am still you know I do every day I've it's it's almost like a tool you have to practice um using and just awareness of the way you talk to yourself every time you get a judgmental thought or every time you say something or tell yourself you're not good enough the way you are or you have to do something and you're not um you're not Good enough until you've done something or complete a certain goal or lost a certain amount of weight you need to be more aware of the way you talk to yourself because it's very influential as I've said it's very influential in our mood our emotions and then our behavior also understanding that having a negative like point of view of yourself is very common it's very natural and studies have shown that like over 80% of our thoughts are negative which just blew me away because it's very true <laughs> um it's very true yeah um it makes sense but it just kind of over it's kind of understandable why every like everyone no one is like you rarely see a genuinely happy person these days someone who doesn't have any mental health issues or someone who is happy it's very rare you see someone who is genuinely happy and it's it's it makes sense if you know that 80% of our thoughts are negative because we constantly, we almost, it taints our point of view of our world. It taints our experience of reality, our experience of life. And if we can try and be more aware of when that's happening, of when our negative thoughts are taking over and when we are being negative towards ourselves through our self-talk or um, just thinking that you're not good enough. So I'm going to use the example of... um, telling so if I tell myself I'm not sick enough or you tell yourself you're not sick enough now if you tell yourself you're not sick enough this is a narrative that you've made up right you have made this narrative up where you are this person who is not good enough and no matter what they do does not win almost and does not feel better and if you make up this narrative that you are not sick enough, you don't deserve to recover, you don't deserve happiness, that will manifest and that becomes your life. I think the way that we see ourselves is almost the same as we see the world. And so if we see ourselves as bad, we do not see the world as good and vice versa, you know, so if you see, if you have a more positive relationship with yourself then you are going to have a better experience of um life of reality you're going to have a more positive experience of reality because almost everything in this world is all from your mind you know your perception the whole the way we perceive the world the way we perceive ourselves is all through our minds and being able to harness that and being able to exercise like positive affirmations and positive self-talk and every time you hear something in your brain that tells you you're not good enough or tells you that you have to lose weight or you have to do this or this or this try and recognize that that is a negative um, belief about yourself it's not true and we get a lot of thoughts that are not true they are just judgments about ourselves and they are there because they have they think they have a they have a purpose and it's keeping the eating sort of going the purpose of negative thoughts the purpose of the belief that you're not sick enough is to keep the eating disorder going, is to keep it alive. I often think of the eating disorder as a virus because it feeds off of you, you know, the more you give to it, the more it's, um, the longer it's in you, but also the more it, it takes of you and the more you give it to it, the more it, well, the longer it lives and the stronger it gets and it can kill you. It's a virus, I like to think of it like a mental virus and that's why it's so important to try and Be aware of your mindset but also try and change your mindset and challenge yourself so every time you get the belief you're not sick enough tell yourself this isn't working for me anymore believing that I'm not sick enough has not made my life any better it's not made me feel any better this belief has no beneficial purpose for me this doesn't serve me and just every time you get a negative thought about yourself every time you judge yourself negatively tell yourself like ask yourself why you are even giving that thought attention If your narrative is that you're not sick enough, you're not good enough and that you are not um, enough, the way you are or whatever it is, your narrative, it isn't getting you anywhere and it doesn't serve you, it doesn't bring you any positive change or anything good, you can keep doing the same things over and over again. You can keep going through cycles of recovery and relapse or you can just not recover. You can keep doing the same things, engaging in your eating disorder and hope for a different outcome, but at the end of the day, nothing is actually going to change if you do not change and nothing is going to be different. Now, if you spent years of your life engaging in like self-negativity, being mean to yourself, judging yourself, which I guarantee you have because it's... everyone has. I think almost every single person in this world has very negative judgments of themselves and we're all very insecure. You know just how horrible it feels, you know how miserable it is to hate yourself and deep down you know that you can't have this mindset any longer because it's just hell to live with and it's not not serving you to judge yourself constantly. The past has proved that your negative way of thinking about yourself doesn't serve you, your self-destruction doesn't serve you self-judgment, self-negativity, it doesn't serve you, it makes you miserable, unhappy and insecure and you've, you know this because so far if you have been, if you've ever struggled with bad opinions of yourself, not liking yourself, hating yourself, not even wanting to be here anymore, judging yourself, telling yourself you're not sick enough, having, whatever it is, you know just how horrible that is and you know that it's not serving you, you know deep down that even though maybe it's comfortable to hurt yourself, to self-destruct, to engage in the eating disorder, it doesn't serve you and it's not helpful, it's not going to help you and I think sometimes we are in denial of that um, because we want to keep our eating disorder alive sometimes and sometimes we find more comfort in doing the wrong things instead of doing the thing that is going to ultimately help us and I think a lot of this does just stem from our core beliefs and I want to read something from the book which kind of sounds weird but I talked about this in the book. I talked about how it is so important to get to the root of the issue and to understand or try and identify the things that have happened to you in your life or just the beliefs you have about yourself that have kind of shaped you into someone who is sometimes okay with letting them hurt themselves or destruct or not look after um like yourself and I don't know I kind of just wanted to read some of this out and if you want to buy the book go ahead um I just um, I love the book and I really encourage you to buy the book just because I put my all into it and I really think that I've well I've tried to touch on every single subject or every obstacle that I've personally experienced in my recovery and I know a lot of other people have so I really just think that if you like the podcast just give the give the book a try and yeah I just I really just hope it helps it's all I want anyway let me just read something from the book okay we don't have to get so so deep and serious all the time although every the whole podcast is so deep and serious so I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I can't be funny sometimes but um okay I'm gonna read from the book I don't really know what I'm doing um okay So there is one rule for us and a different rule for others. Now we have like this double standard and it kind of highlights how we do not see ourselves as deserving as other people and eating disorders are often symptoms of our belief system. So for example, I am a bad person or I do not deserve good things, I deserve pain. We can eat all the food we want to but if we do not address why we feel the way we do and what causes us to act on eating disorder behaviors then it will be hard to overcome it for good. Imagine garden weeds, you can pull at them but they will always grow back unless you pull up the root of the plant. Recovery works in the exact same way. If you do not find the root of your eating disorder, the root of your self-destructive behaviours, then the issues will forever come back, they'll just present themselves in different forms and manifest in different ways. There is a way to discover why you act upon your behaviours and it takes asking yourself why. Everyone's reasons will be different, but more often than not, there is always a deeper reason for the way we behave and think. We have belief systems about ourselves, and if you're prone to self-destruction, it's likely your core belief about yourself is very negative. Now, core beliefs about ourselves are usually shaped by the way we have been treated, made to feel, or how we have interacted with our environment. Usually, we can identify an experience which formed our belief about ourselves. This might be that you were invalidated as a child, you were emotionally or physically abused or neglected, or you were taught to internalize shame. It may sound far-fetched relating childhood issues or experiences to an eating disorder, but most of the time, eating disorders are not just caused by food itself, but by the way we see ourselves. That is why it's so important to get to the root of the issue, so we can accept and work towards healing this part of us. Okay, so I like to think that I, c- that you can think your way out of, like think your way out of an eating disorder. Now. This is done. I, I don't know if this is like, this is definitely not like a medically approved method. This is just something I've come up with, but I like to gaslight myself, okay? So I like to tell myself that I don't have an eating disorder because I find that a lot of the time that if I, t- if like, especially early in my recovery, this isn't so much an issue anymore for me, but especially in early recovery, I would often think in the mindset of, okay, I am recovering from eating disorder, I have an eaten disorder. And every single time I wanted to make a food decision or, like, choose what I wanted to eat or when or what, in the back of my mind, I was telling myself, you, like, you have to make, like like remember you have an eating disorder you have to like make that decision with that in mind and or like you have to make a decision with recovery in mind so it can't be too much and it has to be a certain way and like I used to just convince myself that I had to like everything I ate even in recovery at the beginning of recovery had to be like perfect almost or like the right foods in recovery like porridge and like shit like that and I tried to the way I got out of this way of Thinking or behaving is like I gaslit the fuck out of myself, okay? I told myself I don't have an eating disorder anymore, or like I don't have an eating disorder, like I just used to tell myself all the time I don't have an eating disorder, and that may appear like a form of denial, but it's not necessarily for me or like in this context because thought becomes action, right? And if you convince yourself that you don't have an eating disorder, you won't eat in a disordered way. I'm gonna mix, I'm gonna try and like. Explain my thought process behind this and how I used it. So <gasps> sorry, I have a hiccup. of it. Um so I would often like tell myself, Oh, I don't have an eating disorder. So every time I wanted to eat, or like, say for example, I was asked to go for a meal somewhere, if I told myself I don't have an eating disorder, I don't have to make a choice or I don't have to shape my choice based on the eating disorder, if that makes sense. I don't have an eating disorder, so why would I need to restrict? I don't have an eating disorder, so why wouldn't I go out for food? I don't have an eating disorder, so why wouldn't I be okay with resting? It's like I almost just kind of tricked myself out of it and gaslit myself out of it. And the thing is, the more you tell yourself something, the more it becomes your reality, right? Your thought becomes your reality. And so if you kind of gaslight yourself and tell tell yourself, you know, I don't have an eating disorder, it's going to almost manifest not having an eating disorder into your life. And the thing is, I don't know if any of you, well, I, I understand a lot of people know about the law of attraction and manifestations and things like that. I have been working so hard recently to like get more into that and get more into spirituality because I feel my most happiest and my most healthiest mentally and physically when I'm actively working on healing and I don't think that um I like to think of healing as like you I go through stages or seasons of healing so there are times where I'm actively working on healing and there are times where I'm not actively working on healing and at the moment I'm really actively working on healing and so I'm doing um meditations, I'm doing like some gentle stretch yoga, nothing too intense, just kind of working on the mind-body connection. I'm back in therapy, like I'm really working on myself and I'm in an active healing period and what some of the things that I found so helpful have been affirmations, manifestations, law of attraction and things like that. So I've been really working on telling myself um, affirmations such as I am healthy, I am strong, I am like mentally well, I was kind of, I would, and in a way you're kind of gaslighting yourself into living, a, if your thoughts are that you, and, you are healthy, you are strong, if you're telling yourself this, remember your thoughts become your reality and so That's kind of a way to shift into a new headspace is to actively work, like actively tell yourself that you, like affirmations, you are strong, you are powerful, you are brave, you are going to get better, things are going to get better, life gets better, you are not going to be so um, like taken over by fear and by um, your fear of weight gain and things like that. And I think I'm not, very good at explaining it but I think there is a lot of, um, well I've personally found that spirituality and not even spirituality but just law of attraction, positive affirmations, you know every day I'll tell myself I am strong, I am healthy, I am happy, I am at peace with my body, I trust my body, I trust food and every single day that I have done that, I have, every single day I feel more and more and more at peace and at peace with my life and more accepting of myself and less just mental of myself and I used to be such a big critic, like not critic, I used to be such a big um, pessimist and I was very cynical and now I feel so just like at peace with my life, I feel so much more content and I feel so much more Um, Like better in myself because I'm okay. Like I know now that I deserve to eat and I know now that it doesn't matter How I feel about my body that eating is important and my body deserves to be fueled no matter what my brain does and The only well the only like I've worked very hard to get to this place But I think the most effective thing has been really just kind of actively challenging my thoughts and like actively making thoughts up in my mind. So it doesn't mean I believe them, but just telling myself I'm strong, I am powerful, I am beautiful, I am um, deserving of recovery. Telling myself this constantly, that again, your thoughts become your reality. And so I have managed to make my reality one in which I am no longer like controlled by my eating disorder anymore. And I am no longer controlled by self-destruction. I don't behave in any self-destructive ways anymore. And I think that I've genuinely been able to think my way out of my eating disorder and i think that's um something that i didn't even know was like I, I don't know like i've never heard someone really talk about that before but like you genuinely can use the law of attraction manifestation positive self-talk okay you don't have to believe in spirituality you don't have to believe in any of that stuff but just there the general the like the understanding that your thoughts really do become your reality and the way you talk to yourself does matter, it really does and you can really find like release and like feel better about yourself in trying to talk to yourself better and trying to challenge your negative thoughts and create more positive ones, you know, you're not naturally getting as many positive thoughts about yourself as you are as you are um, negative thoughts about yourself, okay, you're not naturally getting more Positive ones or ne- the negative ones. Okay, you're getting more negative ones naturally. So you have to. You have the power to create thoughts. So you can create a thought, or by telling yourself, you know what, I am um, strong. I am beautiful. I am deserving of recovery. You can create positive ones because if you're not getting them naturally, you can still get these thoughts um, through through like manually, through you implementing these thoughts into your brain by telling yourself I am but positive because we spend so much time telling ourselves such horrible things and it does matter, it does matter. So the take-home message of today's episode is your thoughts become your reality, you have the ability to, to Create positive thoughts. You know, you can't. Maybe they're not coming naturally. You have the ability to use self-affirmations and uh, manifestations and um, kind of gaslighting yourself. Um, not in a not in a bad way, but in the context of uh, making decisions that are not influenced by the eating disorder, but just kind of living a reality, living like you already have recovered. Just live like you have already recovered. I promise you, just try and see how it goes and tell me how it goes. I love when you guys um, message me or email me and I really hope that you are all doing well and I really, really just feel so grateful to have this podcast and to be able to speak to you guys and, like, it just feels like we're all friends and I just want you guys to get better, like, I just want you guys to feel happier, to be stronger and healthier and get your life back, okay? You don't deserve to spend your life, um, struggling with an eating disorder, is not, it's not what you deserve, you deserve so much more than that, and you're all incredible people, and I'm very grateful to, like, to be able to, like, talk to you guys, um, I don't know, but, um, I really do appreciate it, I appreciate you guys, and also, I just want to say, if you like the podcast, go and check out the book, okay, go and get the recovery journal, maybe you could buy it for a friend who's struggling with an eating disorder, or, buy it for yourself, I just think that it's, it's the best way I can help you, it's the best way I've, it's the most genuine way I can help you, and yeah, so I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode, um, I love you so much, bye!